1: Welcome back to the Illinials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Spank. That's my new uh, co-host, Spank.
0: Yeah, I'm doing a new thing where I'm Spank now for an episode. Uh
1: Is that a nickname you got at work, or your friends gave it to you? Nope, just made it up right now. Just made it up right now? Is there any difference between you and and normal uh, yourself? Uh, Nope. Same guy. Spank has no characteristics, or they're different No, It reminds me, have you ever
0: seen the movie Beer Fest? long ago yes okay there's an incredible gag in that movie where at one point one of the characters dies um yeah. and it, pretty much at his funeral they just find out they find out something very important for the plot i'm not gonna spoil beer fence for anyone oh um, thank god they find out something very important to the plot and it helps them but then at the funeral is his twin brother who acts just like him looks just like him and also is fine with them calling him by his name so then the character just gets to come back into the fold while also yeah. being dead and, it, and so it was like a movie is like the movie's kind of funny but that gag by itself was like a selling point for that movie for me I saw a guy pull that trick in a,
1: a, a RPG one time where his character died and he just brought in his brother who had the same name and it was just like we're saying Mike Tyson you know and all his kids Michael so
0: we're the same way I'm as him Thinking about George Foreman and all his kids George Oh, that's right. Why would I get them confused? They're both boxers. Which one, the, which
1: one bit the ear off?
0: Tyson. Tyson. George Foreman's the grill. The grill guy.
1: Right, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I always associated those two guys with one because they are boxers, and for some reason I always thought in my head that the ear was bitten off and then spit onto a grill. Uh, spit onto the grill. That would have been a
0: great promotion for the George
1: Foreman grill. <laughs> it really would have. Yeah. It would have sold even more that way.
0: So, Seth, here's... A,
1: here's not a lot
0: happened this last week. Yeah, it's been a bit of a dry week as far as the news goes.
1: I think the the one big thing is that I mean we already knew about Amy Comey Barrett, whatever, sucking the new Supreme Court justice
0: nominated or whatever. Yeah. Uh,
1: so Trump's tax returns got leaked. I think it was. Yesterday oh
0: man, was uh, this is really gonna this is gonna sink his campaign, dude. I think he I think he's finally done. Yeah. I think, finally, the man who paid $750 in taxes, I mean, I can't... It's scandalous. It's over. All the people who support Trump are definitely against him paying that much in taxes. And they are... It's going to be a rising tide of Biden pretty soon.
1: Yeah. 90% Biden suits every state. I think is probably what we're going to see. So, it's just, like,
0: one of those things where it's, like, who the fuck cares? Like, who cares? Yeah, it's funny, because it's, like... At this point, if you think that even matters to the people who are going to vote for Donald Trump, you're insane. The man has no. done worse. He does worse things, I mean, every week than that. I mean, what are you talking about?
1: I don't think it would have mattered ever. No. No. At no point would anyone have been influenced by Literally, the who people cares? who vote
0: for Trump are people who one day think they're going to be rich and they want to pay only $750 in taxes. They think that's a dream. Yeah. So, and even the people who, let's say there are some Trump voters who, like, think rich people should have to pay some kind of tax. They don't even, this still doesn't matter to them either. They don't care. It doesn't, not going to change their opinion at all of who they're voting for. This isn't the the deciding factor.
1: Yeah. I've seen so many, so many bad takes on this. Like a guy who was like, what did he say? He said that, um, oh, it was uh, Trump only paid, you know, $750 in taxes in 2018 or 2016 or whatever the like fuck it was. So, uh, he's really defunding the police. Read the room! Mm. Read the room!
0: Yeah, the room! <laughs> yeah and no, not, not a great not a great take there.
1: Generally speaking, the people who are going to vote against Trump are not the biggest fans of the police right now
0: yeah um and he's not for defunding the police anyway i mean it's just it's right. just a weird i feel like that's, that's almost like somebody's trying to get uh some shock value out of their tweet or something i guess
1: so if your argument is that oh joe biden paid 3.5 million dollars in taxes that year therefore he funded more police that's not i don't i don't
0: like that that's worse yeah and it's weird because um you'd think You'd think, like, here's the thing. If I'm if I'm a political strategist, let's just say I was, and I'm trying to I'm trying to read the room on, but what people want. This is this
1: application, by the way, for everyone. Listening. Exactly.
0: This is what I would do. I would say, okay, especially right now in time, what we need is some kind of police reform and some level of defunding the police, even if it's small, even if it's fractional, which is all all they would do anyway that's what we need but the weird thing is we don't have a single candidate who is at all for that they are for more funding over funding of the police both of them mm-hmm. i mean and if i mean and kamala harris if she you know takes the mantle she's even worse she's a cop like she's even worse mm-hmm. so it's like you'd think you just think there would be some kind of strategy and then whenever you ask about it like, like people talk about like people ask biden about it all the time and he's just like yeah we're gonna we're gonna figure something out we're gonna figure out how to how, to, how to fix these issues and then never talks about anything specific or how they would uh, attain uh, obtain this goal or anything.
1: Yeah, it's complete platitudes. He has no platform. His planks mean nothing. I mean, it's just like speaking, oh, Joe Biden will tackle climate change. How? What's I your hear specific that too.
0: Goal? I hear that too. People are like, people are talking about California wildfires, and they're like, yeah, if you vote, you vote for Biden, he's got these plans. I'm like, he has openly rejected the Green New Deal at all at all passes. He does not want to pass. I mean, and then the, the the best thing now is Democrats are like no, uh, he's actually going to be for parts of it. Um, and most of those parts are like things that are good for like natural, oil, like oil companies, like it's and the fracking. things that are yeah good for them. And I'm like, so it's not really the Green New Deal at that point. Um, and yeah, that's that's the whole thing is it's like man, if you if you want to out all these racists and if you want to fucking fix the environment we gotta look for biden two things. things that he has no way of of solving
1: like the best thing that i've heard him say is oh he'll, he'll put us back in the paris climate agreement scientists are already saying that's inadequate like going back to that won't actually help we need more radical action now yeah oh. it's just so stupid okay so on the climate change tip for a second yes David Attenborough, I saw an interview with him last night on, like, like 60 Minutes or something like that, where he said that... Like, was this a current story, interview, or was that something that's on YouTube? It was current. Okay. It was current. It was, like, happening. Um, he said that his new, like, documentary is a witness statement uh, on climate, on the world, like, and they said, well, the cl- a witness statement is what happens when a crime is committed, and he says, well, we have committed a crime, you know, we've destroyed the environment, all this kind of stuff, and he keeps going on and on about how we've overrun the planet, and we're fucking everything up. And I'm like, Dave, we didn't fuck the planet up. The rich fucked the planet up. We just yeah. went along for the ride with no choice in it.
0: Like, yeah. That I, is a thing. Like it's supposed the, to be like, we talked about last week how they're just like burning all the recycling. And that's like the one thing that you're told to do. Like, if you care about the planet, oh, you should recycle. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, they're not, they're not even taking that measure. Like, how is this on me anymore? Like, how is this something that is a, a group goal?
1: Right. I don't like the framing that somehow all of humanity is responsible for this problem. When most of us don't have any sort of political or economic power at all, we didn't make the fucking decisions. We didn't We didn't choose to do this. I'm not saying that we would have done anything better or different. Possibly we would have just done the same thing. But don't blame me for something I didn't do,
0: you know? Exactly. And it's another thing. It's, it's like, it happens every year. I, I see this all the time. There is... Some documentary that comes out every year, and everyone's like, "Man, this is a big issue." We, this is—I'm glad this this film was made, and we've seen it, and we've digested it, and we understand the issue, and then nothing gets done to solve it. And the big thing—the the biggest one ever—is an inconvenient truth. Yeah. Like, uh, the biggest—the biggest example ever is that documentary, which is a very well-made documentary, and it does point out a problem in society and with with our the way we treat the environment or the rich treat the environment. Um. And people were all up in arms about it for so long, but then as soon as it required any action under capitalism, they were like, "No, nah, no, nah, we can't, we can't do that. That'll, that'll, that'll be too much." Yeah, um, the best we'll the do time. is
1: we'll do a cap and trade or carbon credits. We'll pass those around. You know,
0: that'll do it. it yeah, didn't. make all these standards for like green buildings, and it's like, yeah, but you still used a lot of uh, like non renewable resources to build the building. And burn a lot of them in the process. So you know, if you, if you build a fifty million dollar building and you burn all the stuff in the process, nothing that's reusable. Then what do we really get in the end?
1: Yeah, I just it just feels like like people in positions of power. I think Attenborough, I think, has a lot of power because he's a very well known documentarian. You know, uh, people know his ass, his voice, yeah. and his his works. Is just that, like, don't blame the masses for things they didn't actually do. We didn't have a choice to participate in the system. Like, people will say, oh, well, you drive a car. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I have to fucking get places. There's no other option. Yeah. What do you do?
0: Fucking ride a horse? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? What us? public transport is there in rural Georgia?
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's by design, of course. I wanted course. to be this way. Yeah. Because it made more money to have cars. That was a decision made by a few people that affects all of us. Yeah. You know? And so I don't like the whole idea that we all have to be guilty for
0: this. Like, fuck no, we didn't do this. Yeah, and at this point, it's says it's, it's public transport doesn't even fix the problem because public transport is just big cars burning. I mean, of course, it takes, there's less of them, so they overall burn less fuel, but they still burn fuel.
1: Yeah. The
0: problem is we should have, a long time ago, tried to fix that problem, um, yeah. but we just gave up.
1: I mean, the solution is obviously an electric mass transit system powered by nuclear and solar and wind and all that stuff like that's the way to fix the problem but we're we're way past that now this is probably not going to happen like yeah no. that's, that's a lot of effort
0: well until it, uh until nicola saves us with their hydrogen battery
1: oh my god their ceo stepped down that was pretty funny
0: that's hilarious
1: i uh, did this is pretty funny by the way it's something i've, I've seen a, a friend of mine advocate for this a lot so whenever you mention nuclear power big problem in america right the green movement of the 90s really shot holes in nuclear power yeah um but you ask any fucking people person actually who actually works in energy they will say that that renewables like like solar and wind are great but they still are going to need a baseload system to jumpstart everything that's nuclear nuclear is reliable it'll it'll we could we could do it for thousands of fucking years and be fine yeah but in America, it's a no-go. And somebody will say, oh, it takes 30 years to even, like, complete one nuclear power plant. What are you going to do in that amount of time? Like, it'll take forever. We'll be long gone by the time we get it done. But someone pointed out that actually there is an alternative to the big, expensive reactors we make today in America. It's uh, called the RBMK reactor. And that sounds familiar to you. It's the one featured in the show Chernobyl that, uh, that melted down. Okay. By. The RBMK is super cheap to make, super easy to to and fast to get uh, working, and actually, it's very safe if you don't fuck up like that dude did in that in, in, in that scenario. Yeah, it's it's and once you identified the uh, engineering error, it could be easily.
0: You gotta uh, imagine built. he just feels like an asshole. You really gotta imagine he feels like a real jackass.
1: Isn't he dead now? I mean,
0: yeah, he's dead. What I'm saying, like no. dead or not? Yeah, oh, he's... you mean
1: in, You mean in hell?
0: In hell, in the moment. Like, he had to be like, I am a jackass. I really fuck- I really screw the pooch on this one. This is not gonna be good.
1: I like to imagine him walking out of the, the reactor room and, like, throwing his hat on the ground. Yeah. a cartoon, like, stomping on it. Like, oh, <laughs> damn it, I fucked up so bad.
0: Yeah. He goes to his manager, he's like, I got some news. <laughs> oh, they're not gonna like this. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> He, as soon as he makes some mistake, he runs. There's like a cartoon smoke cloud where he was because he just
1: moved so fast. He leaves a fucking like him shaped hole in the wall where he escaped.
0: From. I really think they missed the opportunity of not making that show a cartoon. I think there yeah. were some real good comedy beats they missed in the Chernobyl story.
1: Definitely. Jared Harris should have voiced a cartoon instead of appearing in the show.
0: He's basically a cartoon. Have you seen that guy? He <laughs> is like a cartoon character.
1: You had a point there. It is very funny to contrast him in that show with Mad Men, with his appearance in The Expanse. In The
0: Expanse, yes. Oh my! And the <laughs> voice in The Expanse—he's crazy. Yeah. Hey, I'll give him credit—they did come up with a
1: like weird exotic dialect for people to talk in. They did. It is—it's is certainly unique. <laughs> it's kind of like that that movie. You remember that old Disney movie Atlantis?
0: Yeah, one of the best uh, hand-drawn animated uh, Disney movies.
1: They actually did spend the time to create an Atlantean language, like a Tolkien effort uh, to make an actual language for those people. It, made, it There's no reason
0: to have done it, really. Just, they felt like it. Yeah. It's one of those that, like, I'm kind of glad that it's not super popular, because that means they won't do some dumb live-action remake of it that makes it look stupid. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of glad that it's just, like, one of those that's sequestered away, and we can just enjoy it, and it'd be nice. Man, those live-action remakes, they really fucking suck. They're so bad. I watched the one for Aladdin and um, Lion King, and they're just awful. I mean, it's just like, why did you even do this? If you're gonna do a Lion
1: King live action movie, why? It was great as a cartoon
0: animals. You can't do realistic CGI animals yeah. and have them fucking do all that and that's shit. That's the thing. Like, it's it's called a live action remake, but it's 100% CGI. So it's basically yeah. a new animated movie. Call the Lion King, that is nowhere near as good as the old Lion King, which was already so good. And I'm just like, why? What? I mean, yeah, it went and made a ton of money, but mm-hmm. goddamn I hate it. I hate that it did. I wish that movie would have flopped.
1: It's like the fucking I guess they saw the whole like the Jungle Book thing, right? And they were like, Yeah,
0: let's do that again. I mean they got Favreau, they got all the same technology.
1: But the thing is like it's like, yeah, you you could tell he called the Jungle Book remake live action because Mowgli is a human being. There ain't no fucking human beings in Lion King. Yeah. It's nothing live-action no. in that movie. Aside from, I guess, like, shots of the landscapes. But
0: even then, like, what is that even doing for yeah, you that and the funny thing was, after the Jungle Book, the live-action one came out, Netflix made their own live-action Jungle Book called Mowgli. Oh, With, yeah. with uh, like, Andy Serkis or whatever. And let me tell you, that movie is bad that movie is so bad first of all it feels like they filmed the whole movie in a one like 10 foot by 10 foot room it feels it's we're supposed to be in the vast jungle and it's the smallest feeling movie ever like, Reservoir Dogs is a sprawling epic compared to wow. the scale of this movie, in my opinion. Saul is Lord of the Rings compared to this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they, they released this movie. I'm not sure if anybody remembers this, but I think it was, I guess it was 2018. It was somewhere in, like, the holiday season, like, November or December time. Netflix released this insane feature where if you're watching a movie and a, a scene happens, there'd be a little thing at the bottom that comes up and is like you want to watch that scene again? And it would, re, it would rewind the movie for that scene unless you watch it again. And for some of the for non-Netflix, like for non-original movies, it was like, it had to be a really big movie to have like those kind of moments. It would have like one or two. And the movie Mowgli, which is like 100 minutes long, like a little over feature length, they used to the, watch that scene again about nine to ten times. And I never saw a scene that I even thought was worthy of watching again.
1: I don't understand the point of this feature. Is it like to find memeable moments or something like
0: that? They, they took it out almost immediately. People were like, this is stupid. There was a one good one that was a meme uh, when they had Shrek on there. That was like a good meme. But yeah, other than that, it was they were just like, oh yeah, it's just like a little instant replay, but for movies and TV shows. And I'm like, no one wanted this. Uh, we can always just rewind a little bit if we really want to, but we rarely even do that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It was just a really, it was a real shot in the dark from them and it failed. They just took the feature out entirely.
1: That just like, I can't, I, what meeting produced this this feature? Like who thought this was a good
0: idea? I have no idea. They're like, they, they were like, all right, we can, there's two things we can do. We can either make it so that you don't have to watch a trailer when you're scrolling through everything and it always auto plays with sound and everything. Or we can add a little instant replay. It's really cool. And they were like, oh, the first one's actually a lot less work. We can do that. That's actually really easy. We just turn it off. And they're like, "Mm, instant replay sounds really cool, though. And then two years later, they finally give us the ability to not have the little trailers play every time.
1: God, and sometimes with even
0: trailers, it would just like launch the fucking actual thing. Yeah, they would have start episode one of a show. You'd be you'd watch the little thing and you'd be watching it. I'm like, I don't, this is not, this is not a way I want to
1: experience something. This does not endear me. In fact, it turns me off to to your stuff. Like I don't want to be forced to see it unless I want to see
0: it. You know, Yeah. I don't want to watch Cupcakes Made in Heaven season seventeen. Okay, I just I can't, I can't do it.
1: I don't need to see the October factions first five minutes. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm good.
0: Didn't you watch that show? Or you watched You tried watch to watch that show. that show. What was the I didn't. Tri- no, there was a show. I, 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 the order was that the one you tried to watch the, oh my god yes okay that was the one you tried to watch and it was just so bad it was awful like who really, <laughs> i don't even
1: know what they were thinking it's like it has three seasons or some shit of absolute garbage yeah it's like daytime tv level quality of of anything i don't ah oh god it's so it's, it's just so bad yeah if you're out there and you and you are from the netflix and you think oh this order thing looks good it isn't it isn't do not watch it yeah. don't even think about it no the order
0: is chaos sorry
1: thank you seth for that uh but yeah so yeah netflix what netflix how do we even get on oh we're talking about live action yeah things. and um, i saw somebody like i saw some like th- some new like article a second ago that was like the characters from Into the Spider-Verse look even better in, like, realistic CGI. And and uh, guess what? They don't. Spoiler alert,
0: they do not. Ron Howard voice, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it looks awful. Can you imagine being the person who is like, I'm going to take a movie that is, I mean, in my opinion, pretty close to perfect, and I'm going to try and make it better in my in my head yeah like don't don't you don't have to touch spider-verse people who are much more talented than you made the best superhero movie ever and you don't need to touch it and try and make it different because they did a really fucking good job now i'm sorry are we talking about spider-verse or blade i'm talking about spider Verse. i think blade okay. is up there but i think okay. spider-verse is the best superhero
1: movie ever it is very enjoyable and, 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 and one of the things that's so good about it is it's
0: art style. Why would you try and fuck with that? That's exactly. People uh, People I know who don't even care about comics at all, they watch it and they're like, oh yeah, the art was amazing. And I'm like, yeah. Why, why on earth are you like, I want to make this look 3D and realistic and have John Favreau direct. I don't get it. I just don't get it.
1: John Favreau, man. What's up with that dude?
0: Hey, man. He's making it work. He, he started out doing random shit in the 90s and made Iron Man, and now he's just, he's a in-house remake guy, and he just, he makes the chef show, and he just gets to go and make a lot of good food with cool people. Wait, was chef a show or a movie? Chef is a movie, and now on Netflix, there's a show called The Chef Show, where uh, he, him and his, the, the, uh, I can't remember his, Randy? Whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that guy, he was like a professional chef who opened the food shop that inspired the movie Chef. Mm-hmm. Um, they go around and meet different, like, meet chefs and, like, directors and stuff, and have, like, you know cook food and have a good time. It's a really really fun like very chill show that I love.
1: He did he did Swinger's,
0: right? Swinger's. So like
1: the guy who did Swinger's would eventually go on to make Iron Man and then just become like Disney's like pet director. Like we well, need something done, put John on it. Yep,
0: they did. He hey and worked out for him. I mean Hey, hey, good work if you can get it. I mean, hey, he made the movie Chef where uh, his wife is Sophia vergara and the girl he's we're not cheating because they're, they're like getting divorced but the girl he's who he hooks up with early on is scarlett johansson yeah. so i mean uh, go, go for it john mm. dream big hi real al bundy vibes there like yeah. come on man or what's his name jason siegel like real, yes. real the same energy there Man, that
1: fucking movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, is insane. It is
0: high fantasy. <laughs> it is, like, Lord of the Rings is grounded in comparison. Mark Lord of the Rings. Yeah. This is the <laughs> fantasy ethic of our time. It's Forgetting Sarah yeah, Marshall.
1: That movie is so, when you think about it, at the time, what were we thinking? We were having a good time watching Sarah Marshall, and then years later, it's like I woke up from a fever dream. Like, wait, Jason Segel was dating fucking Mila Kunis and uh, Christian Bell. Kristen Bell, fuck you! Yeah, like, no. and then also
0: people keep trying to convince me that Russell Brand was once once existed, and I cannot. I I, he, I think he's the person we all jumped up together.
1: Russell I, Brand is actually a, a, a leftist. He
0: is. He is. He did. He had a show on television for a while that was actually surprisingly leftist, yeah. and it was taken off air for reasons. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Frasier. uh, uh, uh one of the pantheon of sitcoms, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, Frasier is great. Um, but Leftish just like, as hell. I mean, complete left. <laughs> I don't, I, I just, I can't believe we as a society once thought that, that hair was okay. Well, the fact is, we
0: didn't. Because season two, they immediately change it.
1: Do they? It looks the same as season two. Or season, season two? It
0: it, it's halfway through season two, I believe. And season three is when we, we just go, okay, Kelsey, just, just cut it off. Just, yeah. just get rid of all that shit. And that's when, that's when Fraser is like, that's when it starts for me. Okay. Remember um, when Kelsey
1: Grammer was the villain in a
0: Transformers movie? Yeah, Kel- Kelsey Grammer is one of those people who, I mean, absolutely electrifying. I cannot, I, I just, his whole career and all the stuff he chooses to do is amazing. He's in that, that money plane movie now. Yeah. Or he 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 just he just every one of his lines is just the most insane shit you've ever heard someone say. And you can one tell he does not give a shit by being in this movie. And two I mean that's it. He literally is just doesn't give a shit. Like, I know Kelsey Grammer is an incredible actor, and he is not trying at all with the lines in this movie. Which is fine because mm-hmm. that movie is made. Do you know who made that movie by the way? No. It's the oh my god i can't the lawrence brothers from disney channel really andrew lawrence wrote and directed that movie and then joey lawrence and was it matthew the other one they're all in the movie what the hell yes one of them plays like a cowboy one of them plays like a an air traffic controller and then one of them is like another kind of gambler and they're all in the movie no, one of them is like the, 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 the concierge of the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. they're all in that movie. They, it's, made by, made enti- it's made by him. That is so weird. I didn't know that. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. So, so it's all just a, yeah, a family production, basically. Apparently.
0: And then they got The Edge from WWE, not from YouTube, and oh. um, Kelsey Grammer. Some they were like, hey, will you, will you just sit in one set and do all your lines in one day?
1: They also have Thomas Jane in that film. Yes. And he looks unfucking recognizable. Yep. I did not someone show me a picture of it. i like, who's this guy? Like, it's Thomas Jane. I was like, there's no fucking way it's Thomas Jane. But it is. He looks crazy. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. The expanse,
0: man. Fuck him oh, up. Yeah. Remember Kelsey Kramer was also beast. He was beast. Yes. What a what a strange casting that was. Insane. It make to this day it makes no sense. But it was awesome. And Kelsey was great. But once
1: I actually heard his his voice, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense for me, sure." Yeah, like that's the contrast of the character. I get it. But yeah, so Frasier is an interesting show. Um, it's really interesting too because him and him and his brother are both you know psychiatrists. They have like they're they're pretty well paid. You know, living in Seattle, guys. I guess I guess Niles is married into a fucking millionaire family or whatever. Yeah. But Fraser himself. But he doesn't like it.
0: That's uh, one of the hooks
1: of the show. the The Maris character and her multitude of ailments and yeah. <laughs> maladies is very funny to me. Yeah. Uh, but Fraser is ultimately a proletarian uh, character because he collects a wage. He doesn't own uh, like property or the means of production in any sensible way. He just he gets paid by the radio station. And he has
0: a fucking podcast.
1: <laughs> he basically does. We um, are Fraser. Seth, this show is so wild, because it's like, I'm Fraser Crane, from the radio?
0: Imagine it, Seth. Imagine Imagine a world where the radio mattered that much. Do you know that there are still, I mean, there are still radio shows that still get enough listeners to stay on the air? Yeah. It's insane. I I don't even know how that works. Can you even tell
1: how many folks are listening to a radio station?
0: I mean, I guess there has to be some way. They have, to, they have to know how much money they're making or how many advertisements they're selling for how like, how much market value they have. They have to know.
1: That's crazy. I don't know how you do it, but I guess it must be a way because, I mean, because in the 90s, yes, a radio, st- there was more radio play then, obviously. Yeah. But like, if somebody told me he was from the radio in the 90s, I'd be like, I
0: don't, you I can't, I don't know your face. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Um, well, that's the point is he's telling you now. This, I, this is my face. You may have heard uh-huh. me on the radio.
1: Well, no, people recognize him, too, on the street.
0: I right, mean, yeah. he has his
1: face on the bus yeah, He's got, like, whatever. billboards and stuff. But, yeah. like, imagine that. Like, today, we're 30 years later, we're like, why would you ever put a radio person's face on anything? Like, we have TV and internet
0: now. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Hey, but we just talked about it. It happens with podcasts. You see podcasts you get advertisements. There's big there's True. big podcasts that where the, the people's faces are, you know, part of that the the marketing. So it happens.
1: I just like trying to explain to a kid today Howard Stern would be insane to try and explain to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because he's
1: terrible. Right. Like, or, or Don, I think are you thinking of Don Imus or are you thinking of Howard Stern? I think I of Howard they're Stern. Terrible. They're both bad. But it'd just be like, yeah, kids, back in the day there were guys who just they talked on the radio and they'd be like, Okay, what's the radio? And I'm like, Alright well the radio was this thing we had
0: before the internet. Yeah. No, I'd be like, you know what a podcast is? It's that but really hard to get it get into, you know? Um, <laughs> there was no back catalogue. There was no back catalogue. You had to listen at a certain time every day. It's kinda like you know how there's Netflix now. No, you had you used to have to know a certain day at a certain time to watch those shows. And you might never see them again if you didn't. Yeah. Um Imagine if you wanted to watch a TV show again, you had to put
1: a big black plastic cube into a fucking machine and, and hit a
0: button to make it, like, yeah. record it. And the Howard Stern thing's even crazier because it's like, oh, so Howard Stern had a radio show, but it was it was so adult that he had to go into private network. He want to pay for it. And the pair of people, like, they paid for this, they paid to listen at a certain time every day. And I'm like, yeah. It's like, it's like Patreon, you know? It's like that. But, yeah. uh,. Uh, as a service and you once again had to listen at a certain time every day. It sounds
1: wackadoo. Yeah, it sounds insane. I guess when I was a kid, if if someone explained to me what a radio drama was, I'd have been like, so like a TV show but with no no pictures Is that what you're yeah. describing right now? Like <laughs> it would be crazy. But they are so That's what they had to do. Or I guess stuff like the president going on the radio and talking like a fireside chat, I'd be like, that sounds insane. Like Bill Clinton just shows up on the TV and talks for about an hour
0: sometimes. And yeah, once are making the podcast connection, can you imagine if they had to, like, do podcast fireside chats with the president? <laughs> that president being Donald Trump?
1: Oh, man. I mean, Hillary Clinton's getting her own podcast now.
0: Yeah, Michelle Obama has one now. Hillary Clinton's gonna get one. And I'm like, this is the worst thing to happen in all of the media. <laughs> we were here first, damn it! That's true. We were here first. Lots of people were, were here. here first. Yeah, we're out here doing it.
1: All right, lady, get out of our fucking business. This is us. Yeah,
0: the one right. radio show that should live forever is uh, Art Bell. Is that his For name, me? right? The UFO guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the guy who needs to live forever.
1: For me, it'll be John Boy and Billy.
0: Yeah, John Boy and Billy is good. I do feel like I've listened to it today. I might not get into it as much because i feel like they didn't have the best politics and the best you know uh i don't know p- political correctness in a way i did um, go back and find the the guy who should
1: movie reviews the black guy who did the movie reviews for him and yeah. that shit is still funny as hell yeah yeah
0: that guy's great
1: his batman 2 review is incredible. yeah
0: yeah yeah i actually i watched that one um like on youtube or soundcloud or something i think I found it one time uh, it's great yeah um but yeah, I, th- I think radio is a very—it's—it it would be very hard to explain because, like, I feel like even kids these days, because they understand, you know, like, like a like sports, you have you have to watch at a certain time, you know, you do thats not one of the things you can I mean, you can watch it back, but it doesn't matter at that point. But you, you mean, okay, yeah, you have to watch this on TV this time. But I think it's so hard to tell them you have to turn on a radio, tune it to a certain place, and then you have to just sit still and listen. Yeah. Like, there's like not, not much else you can do during radio, you know.
1: Yeah, but watching uh, Frasier, there actually are cell phones in 93, these big...
0: Yeah, those boxy murder things. weapons.
1: There are still car phones. Remember car phones?
0: Yep. For yep. younger
1: listeners, sometimes they used to have cars with phones in them because they couldn't just put the phone in your hand.
0: Yep, you had, you had, to, had to be connected to your car, which I, I almost feel like is harder in a way. Yeah. I don't understand why the car phone... I guess maybe it used like your radio antenna and it just bypassed a lot of like uh, cell towers and stuff. But yeah, I didn't I didn't really get that one. Our grandma once had a car with a car phone in it. She never used it, but there was a car phone in it. I just was always perplexed by that that feature.
1: Yeah. It reminded me of, of hydrophones in uh, in submarines. Yeah. Just a random out of a bit of nonsense. But I'm watching. I was watching Frazier, right, and I was like, you know what? I want to understand the genesis of Frazier. So I went back to watch Cheers before this, right? Like, even started to watching like
0: 13 seasons of television so that you could watch 11 seasons of television.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's like 80. It's 82. We got fucking Ted dancing like a fox, constantly sweaty all the time. We got Rhea Perlman, all these people, and it was so wild watching it because even I, I was born in '88, so I remember a time before now, but like. The idea that the bar was a place you could go and you just basically couldn't
0: be found unless someone wanted to find, like, really wanted to find you. Yeah, that's one of those things that I think, like, older movies and television just don't translate to. Like, the one, the idea of, you know, not being able to be found wherever you are. And then two, the idea of a bunch of people could sit around and be like, no, I actually think that the Mets won the 96 World Series. And then you could all debate about it because no one had a concrete way to figure it out.
1: You had to walk your ass down to the fucking library and to find to get, to get out. an
0: encyclopedia or an almanac to figure that. You ask a kid these days what an almanac is? <laughs> they would have no clue. They have no fucking idea
1: what it is. Like an almanac is like just the the dumb version of your phone,
0: essentially. Basically, it can only do one subject, basically. And if it did more than that, then it was very broad.
1: Like the whole plot of uh, Back to the Future. Is it two? Yeah, with the with the almanac. Yeah, kids today. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why did you use his phone to figure it out? You know, like yeah. in the future, it wouldn't even matter. It's man, the fact that that movie has no cell phones is wild. Yeah, didn't see it coming. Yeah,
0: a lot of movies uh, completely missed that. How about the future? Yeah, they were all they were all big into the. I guess because back then they didn't imagine a, a different way to live. A lot of them were into the. You know, you have a big ass video phone at your house. That yeah. You have to be in front of to show that they didn't imagine you'd be able to walk around with your video phone in your hand all the time. It was a big ass appliance in your house that did all that.
1: Also, remember when the future is going to be to Japan to take over the world? Yeah. Like in, uh, in Battle of the Future 2, when like, Marty McFly in the future is working for a fucking a Japanese guy, and he has to like do the bowing and stuff like that, and there's Japanese jokes. It's like, that was a weird time in our history. Yeah. Do you think and Battle of the Future is? 2 is better
0: than Battle of the Future 1?
1: Ooh, man, good question.
0: No, I think 1 still edges it out. I think 1 is a better movie. But honestly, if somebody asked me which one I want to watch, like on any given day, I'd probably say two. Yeah, but I will admit That's that I think one is a much better movie as far as just like technical perspectives. But I don't know; it's something about. Two. I think it's just because two is the one I watched the most growing up, and I just have nostalgia for it, and I just really like that movie, and I can watch it whenever.
1: I think two has
0: better gags. Yeah, two has better gags, and it. You know, it's it's you know it, it's funny because we can. The first one, they go back in time, and they. They knew what happened back in time. But then these days we can look at this and be like, man, none of this shit happened in the future (laughs) in (laughs) the second one. All those holographic billboards and actual hoverboards and shit, none of that happened. No.
1: The actual advances we made weren't predicted and the things thought were going to happen never came to pass.
0: But isn't it funny that in the first one, Marty McFly goes back in time and then presents a rock and roll song written by a black man (laughs) as if he did
1: it himself? And then that guy's brother is like, or his cousin is like, I found this out looking for it. It's like, Yeah, and great. it's like, oh,
0: okay. So that's
1: how we want to play it this. <laughs> way. But, the, but the real question, though, is where the idea, this is the paradox, where the idea actually come from then? It came that's from true. nowhere. Yeah.
0: God made it. There's exactly. no other explanation for it. It's like in Hot Tub Time Machine when he goes back in time and he plays Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas. Now that song is ephemeral it is a wisp in time god
1: i'm sure I'm, I'm remembering the black eyed peas existed now
0: i know right remember that evolution when they went from like elefunk which was like oh these guys are these guys are kind of cool and then yeah. they just went crazy pop mainstream and just made a weird music for like 12 years and now i don't know what they do anymore I
1: just, is it just fergie now Do they still exist
0: I think I think they exist in Pete. There's Fergie, Will I Am. I mean, obviously there's Apple D App. Everyone loves Apple Diap. <laughs> we talk about her. him all the time. That's the craziest flex we've ever done on this fucking show is knowing that man's name. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Seth. The worst part is there's one more member and I don't know his You feel like if I'm gonna know Apple D App's name, I should just know the other guy's name too. But you I don't should. I know Apple Diap and that's it.
1: Um, I can't believe his name is
0: Apple Diap. What the fuck? I mean Will I Am. Mm. Which is, by the way, it's William mm. with periods in there. It's crazy. He was in,
1: uh, he was in uh, Wolverine. Remember that?
0: Yeah, he played Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> he played the titular role of Wolverine. <laughs> he played Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. He's very good. No, well, who he was can. he in Wolverine?
1: He was just some random mutant who could teleport. Like I don't remember what character he faced off of. Mm. Okay. Remember, because when... when quote-unquote deadpool shows up he kills him by grabbing his spine mid-teleport Ah, uh, was Gambit was yeah. in that movie
0: played by channing tatum channing or the tatum. guy from battleship channing tatum okay not taylor kitch yeah uh, a very very appropriate mix-up to make um isn't it weird how there was that summer where we were we were like taylor Kitsch is the fucking guy <laughs> You are going to love Taylor Kitsch or we're going to kill you. Those are your two options. You love him or you die. Friday Night Likes, John Carter of Mars, Battleship, Battleship. In it all. Savages. It's just like yes. you have to like Taylor Kitsch. You don't, we, you don't get a say in this. What a bizarre
1: movie Savages is, by the way.
0: Yeah, crazy and insane movie. Um, also, I, I remember Battleship, parts of all the time.
1: Yeah, was Battleship the first time we saw Fat Damon?
0: I didn't remember he was in that movie until now. So maybe.
1: <laughs> I think it was his first appearance. That was what bringing Or down, no. No,
0: Fat Damon was also on Friday Night Lights. Oh, was he? Yeah. Shit, you're right. He was, wasn't he? Fuck. Yeah. I'm mad about that? So, it was a reunion. He wasn't quite so fat
1: back then, I think. As they they were, were like they were
0: like for this battle shit movie, we got to get the boys back together. <laughs> we got to get Jesse Plemons and Taylor Kitsch to cut it up, okay? We got to get fucking Liam Neeson. Rihanna. Rihanna. his accent. Rihanna. That, oh, we man. got it from a real golden glove boxer who, too, I understand this is not his profession, but goddamn the worst actor ever. <laughs> Was that Martin
1: Starr in that film playing the scientist or am I confusing him with some like lesser known actor?
0: It's possible. I can't remember playing the scientist.
1: It could, it yeah. could. I
0: could see that being a Marty Starr role.
1: I still remember that fucking part there where they they go and they get the actual battleship and they're they're bringing it back to life and all these World War II actual veterans who like the Golden Gloves boxer cannot act worth a shit.
0: Yeah, they can barely even like look and they always look at the camera and then it's like, holy shit. That's like all their lines. It's just like, oh my God, this is crazy and just so
1: we're clear people out there uh, Battleship Rules so if you haven't seen it go see that movie Yeah,
0: there's a, in the theaters right now there's a moment in, in the movie when they're shooting stuff at the battleships that look like the pegs from Battleship um, and yeah it's a, a, a great American classic
1: it's just shameless it's yeah. just shameless and I love
0: it yeah and like I said they got the boys back together we've been yeah. waiting for it all this time and they were there where do you think Taylor Kitsch is right now I hope at home
1: <laughs>
0: um, just because I hope he's not out there in the public. Windsurfing. Yeah, yeah, that that could be a thing. That <laughs> seems like an activity he would do. Yeah, windsurfing at well, I don't know what time it is where he lives. So maybe maybe it's perfect windsurfing time. I don't yeah, know where he probably, lives. he
1: lives in California, right? So it's probably like I would imagine.
0: Yeah, hey, don't don't dox us, dude.
1: <laughs> now they know what time it is. Man. So so this show's about politics.
0: I don't, I don't I don't. remember that being part of the deal. <laughs> when I signed my contract for season two, I do not remember that being part of the clause. Season two.
1: Yeah. Season two started uh,
0: episode 100.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. We do 100 episode seasons on the fucking podcast. Exactly. Yeah, man. I, but it's just like I said, there's a slow fucking week. I mean.
0: Well, here's the thing. It's a politics podcast, of course. Mm-hmm. But everything in politics right now it's not, not conducive to conversation between the two of us, because all the conversation boils down to is both candidates are trash, and nobody is trying to do anything to actually fix any of the problems we have. How many more times can we re-repeat that? Like, other politics podcasts, like, I mean, the liberal ones and the conservative ones, I mean, obviously, they just talk about the same bullshit the news does all the time. But, like, actual, like, I don't know, like, either far-right or, like, far-left podcast. I don't even know what they talk about anymore. I mean, I guess you got to be popular and get like pop, like good guests on to talk about something because I I got no clue how to talk about politics right now. It is, nothing about it makes me happy. I don't care about voting this year. I don't think that the any candidate is going to have a good solution for any of our problems. And it's just hard. I don't know. It's, it's hard to make something make an interesting conversation out of it. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's, I mean, everything's fucked. And what are you going to yeah. do? You
0: know. What are you going to do? You talk about battleship.
1: <laughs> That's true. Right after Dudes Talking Doom comes Battleship Boys, our next podcast. Yes.
0: Uh, another hundred episodes about Battleship. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: which has, by the way, a a a sequel hook at the end of that movie. It so does. let's not forget that. Like every big action movie made in the past ten years, they're like, we gotta set up the sequel. Yeah. People yeah. are people are gonna have to have this. Um Predator does it in the worst way possible. And the, the new Independence Day movie, which is Quite possibly the most boring movie ever made, and I've seen like black and white French films from the forties where a guy just smokes a cigarette for ninety minutes, and that is the most boring movie I've ever watched.
1: I was more excited by the movie where the train comes directly at the camera. Exactly, <laughs> Independence. There Day was too. some tension there.
0: Seth, you've reminded me these two movies exist, and I am just so sad. In my opinion, they go in the same fucking hand. I think The Predator is a much worse movie, because, like like I said, Independence Day is just actively very boring, and it doesn't really try to do anything new, but The Predator is an actively bad movie that tries to shift its focus every, like, 25 minutes and never lands on an actual tone or style at all.
1: It's also... an offensive movie as well. like yes. the whole Like, autism is the next step in human evolution thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting in the theater, I'm right next to you, and I'm like, are they actually saying this right now? <laughs> like, is this really what they're doing with this? For folks out there who don't know, the Predator is coming to Earth because he wants to collect the spine of the main character's son, who's autistic, because they want to splice autism DNA into their genome. Now, if you think we're making this up, you,
0: you are out of your fucking gorge. This is an actual movie. I wish I was lying. That cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. It had plenty of big names or relatively big names in it. They waste every single person in the cast. Sterling K. Brown gets
1: wasted so bad in that movie.
0: Yeah. Um, Fucking.
1: Oh man.
0: uh, Say it. Hit me with it. Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook. Who I like. I think he's a good actor. Boyd, my boy, um, is massacred
1: in that movie. Wasted in that film. The guy who played fucking, uh, who was on Game of Thrones. That dude gets wasted. I
0: didn't even remember um, which Game of Thrones guy's in that movie.
1: Re- he's in, he's, he's, Reek? What's his actual name? Thiel. Alfie. Thiel. Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen. Yeah, he gets wasted. Yeah. The guy from Key and Peele gets fucking wasted. Yeah. Um, it's just I think is it like it wasn't uh Olivia Munn's that movie too? She's the one that
0: see, talks about the autism part. Yeah, exactly. Terrible movie, by the way. Just yeah, one, one of the absolute worst, and terrible uses use of CGI blood, which is an offense to all humans, is using CGI blood when you have the money to use squibs.
1: After the revolution, we're gonna put you on trial for using artificial blood.
0: Yeah. After after the revolution,
1: oh, all movies blood. are gonna have squibs yeah that's true even in romantic comedy there'll be at some point where someone gets just wasted that would be great
0: so <laughs> we got romantic comedies for the boys we gotta make yeah. Jesse Plemons and Taylor Kitsch happy
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he gotta see the Squibs there's a moment where Jesse Plemons just like gets shot eight times in the chest and it's just like huge glorious explosions
0: of blood and then he's in the theater and he leans over to his wife Kirsten Dunst by the way <laughs> and it's like by the way babes that's me <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait hold on wait wait shut the fuck up they're actually married they're
0: actually married in real life you can you google are this. fucking cheating me right now you can google this if you want but i'm promising i'm not lying i thought you were referring to fucking fargo they met on the set of fargo and then they got married
1: all right okay sure fine that's cool great yep. good job jesse Plemons. let's just say this good yeah i know clap.
0: what what is what, he was he was gonna be the star of the new star wars movies at one point he's on breaking bad he's in el camino he's in battleship he is in the new the new charlie coffin movie he's everywhere you can't turn your fucking head without seeing jesse plemons anymore Yeah. and i'm like i mean yeah he's good i guess but is he that good <laughs> Like, do we have to have him in everything now? I'm telling you, dude, he was
1: another failed Matt Damon clone. And they were like, well, I mean he's he's alright. I mean he does the job pretty well, so let's just put
0: him in yeah. stuff. And then they're like, wait, he got married to Christian Dunst. Wait a minute. He's, uh, he's in movies. Wait a minute. This this was supposed to happen. It's a malfunction in the system. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, I, I just wonder what that what the conversations between the two of them are like. <laughs> I just have to wonder.
1: I do I'm not trying to make fun. of Jesse Plemons here. I don't. to am a good person. I am for him. okay. All um, right. Sure.
0: Yeah. No. No. Uh, Honestly, he's. I'm. I'm sure he's a fine, fine person. I just. I do wonder what he did to mesmerize Kirsten Dutch on the 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 set of Fargo. I have no clue, dude. Yeah. He must be the
1: funniest motherfucker on the face I of
0: the earth. I'll never forget when. Because another crazy parent, not as crazy. I guess he's like kind of handsome. I didn't really notice it. Was it was like Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde? Is like. One of those that's still kind of crazy. Nope. don't make any goddamn sense at all. And but the thing to me that I, I always remember I don't know why I don't care about celebrity interviews but I watched one Olivia Wilde and they were like oh what was it like when you first met Jason Sudeikis she's like oh I was at a an SNL like after party after show party and I'm just sit, I'm standing there by myself and Jason Sudeikis walks up and says I don't know what you're looking for but you're not gonna find it here and then walks away. And then a year later, they were married. And wow. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what kind of voodoo mind trick shit is that? That's some straight
1: up Jedi sorcery, right I know. there.
0: It's a story that has just haunted me because I'm just like, what? That worked?
1: How? By the way, you should definitely look up uh, Olivia Wilde's family history at some point like, her upbringing, she was, like, raised in the liberal, like, hyperbaric time chamber. Just, like, I was reading, like, people used to babysit her and shit, and it's just a list of the worst liberal ghouls that have ever existed. She's gonna, every single, like, Clinton motherfucker, Kennedy bullshit, like, everywhere. Like, she was just a, she's just a, a, a suck elemental. I don't wow. understand how she exists.
0: Like, it's crazy. Well... Oh, uh, that sucks, but she did direct one of the best movies of 2019, Booksmart, so I'll True. give her that. True. I'll give her that. Which
1: people, people hate on that movie. They can say it's just, it's just uh, super bad with girls, and I'm like, the Superbad is just Animal House with uh, fucking high school kids.
0: I don't... I mean, Animal House is d- distinctly set in, like, a college campus with fraternities, and Superbad has none of that, so... That's what I said.
1: It's, 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 that, it's that same... It's, the, it's a fucking updated version of a sex comedy from the 80s. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I would say that Superbad had something really amazing because even for its time it was incredibly progressive um the the movie had a a distinct respect for women that a lot of those sex comedies didn't have like characters won't have sex with drunk girls they won't you know take advantage of certain things they um i don't know they 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 had a a distinct respect for women that even movies being made at the time and movies made after still don't have and i think that um that was something that really set it apart
1: I also think that it was made at just the right time because enough time had passed between it and American Pie that it could actually seem like fresh and new
0: to, yeah. to people. And you watch American Pie today and you were like, This is illegal. Everyone yeah. I'm putting Eugene Levy and both his eyebrows in prison, okay? <laughs> um because goddamn that movie is horrid if you watch yeah, it today. The eyebrows a lot. I make it said they're gonna resist arrest pretty hard. They will. I had a pretty good tweet recently where I said that Eugene Levy's eyebrows should be billed separately on IMDb. Um, they probably because should. Because they're basically their own characters.
1: But yeah, that movie, so much shit happens we were like, wait a minute, hold on, you're, you go to prison for this. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing for? is like, they're like, oh, you should take advantage of this girl's, you know, privacy and break your, any trust of contract, or any contract of trust you have with her. And the main character is like, no, I don't think I should do that. And they're like, oh, no, you you should. And then he does. And it's like, that's that's the movie. Yeah.
1: Remember, oh man, along those same lines, remember 51st uh, Dates?
0: Yeah, that, because that one was like, at least, like, American Powell is supposed to be, like, raunchy and, like, for the, like, Taylor Kitch and Jesse Fleming are watching it. It's for the boys. Um, but 51st Dates is supposed to be, like, sweet and, like, yeah. a nice little movie. And watching it, I was like, oh, this is pretty, pretty funny. And now I, I think about it today and I'm like, that is strange. It's yeah. not the best way to frame all this. Remember fucking, what was
1: that Kurt Russell movie, Overboard? Where the lady falls yeah. overboard and she has a memory and he claims that she's his wife or whatever? That's fucked up! You can't just do that!
0: Yeah, that is, uh, that is actually rape. Like, honestly, it's, it's not, no, no joke. That's like a terrible thing to do to a person. Or
1: Multiplicity, where she has sex with three different Michael Keaton clones in the same night, like, but thinks yeah. they're all
0: the same guy? Yeah, it should definitely be illegal to have sex with three Michael Keaton. <laughs> No. Or
1: should it be extremely illegal? Uh, it's
0: it should be one of the two. There should be no in between. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man. It is it is crazy how our culture up until like literally twenty sixteen was just like, yeah, rape is okay
0: sometimes. Yeah, it's like the fucking movie Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, one of the most egregious examples is it's supposed to be this is supposed to be a movie about how oh nerds are disrespected and they're gonna show their show that they're the, the real cool guys. And what do they do to prove it? They literally rape a girl halfway into the movie. Not even halfway, very early on in the movie. They literally rape someone. And I'm like this was this was high comedy in the eighties and it's crazy these days. It's insane. Yeah, it's
1: extremely uh, uh bizarre to think about how, yeah. how how far and how fast things
0: changed. Yeah, things have um things aren't good, but they have definitely gotten better. I will say that. You watch some of this stuff and it is better for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Used to be a lot of a lot of uh, uh, pretty terrible shit we thought was okay, and I don't know what we were thinking back then. Like,
0: remember Soul Man? Oh, Soul Man, Juana Man, um, all these Man movies, Iron yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I, I Iron Face. Really, a, a bad thing these days.
0: Yeah, and the thing I read this article about how, um, you know, in the in the the forties and fifties, there was this kind of. Or trope in movies that was you know kind of positive was there were these really really strong female characters like female like the male characters would like fear them they would they would have a lot of power they would they would have the the word edgewise and lots of conversations and they were they were kind of the cool character it was these these strong females and then the reason that got cut out later on is because apparently early on in the film industry they didn't find those characters um scary at all because they knew that it would never happen yeah. And then once the, they were like, oh, women actually do have rights now and they can do this and they can do that, that's when they were like, oh, no, we have to downplay women's role in movies um, and make them subservient in the movies because otherwise people might think this is okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I think there are some famous uh, examples that went against that, like Aliens and Terminator 2. Yep. Alien as well, probably. I give Alien that as well. Yeah.
0: Parts that were actually written for man or for no gender and then were given out based on merit. You want to hear something interesting, by the way. Uh, so you
1: do Night of Living Dead. Yep. 1968 original version. Uh, the character Ben, played by Dwayne Jones, was uh, not written to be a black man. It was written to be a white guy. Yep. Uh, but George Romero said that Dwayne Jones did the best in the interview in the audition process, so he gave it to him. And interesting fact about Dwayne Jones: Before he was an actor, he was a college professor, um, and so. Ben, without there was no racial thing to him at first. He was just written to be a low-class truck driver who talked like a low-class truck driver. But Dwayne Jones refused to do the lines the way they were written. And George Romero was like, sure, do it. Punch it up however you want. Talk however you want to. And so that's why Ben is such a weird character these days because he's just like this eloquent, well-spoken black man who comes out of nowhere, you know, and takes control of the situation. And just because George Romero was like, yeah, sure, I mean... Yeah. That and uh, famously
0: slaps a white woman on screen and uh, yeah that one was crazy <laughs> people were uh people were totally fine with it had no problems it was uh yeah. <laughs> smooth sailing for uh, for old ben there
1: yeah but i thought it was pretty cool of george romero just being like so comfortable with just letting his actor you know a black man in 1960 fucking eight you know just yeah. like basically improv and play it his way yeah pretty uh pretty out there yeah like you're talking about, eight, like, uh, in Alien, Ripley was not written to be a woman. It was written to be uh, no gender at first, apparently. Nice. And Jordan Weaver just did the best. Yeah, so
0: which said, ob- obviously oh. she did. <laughs> Who has yeah. acted better than her almost, almost ever, ever. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, it's true. She's one of the greats.
1: <clears throat> so, yeah, I uh, 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 it's pretty interesting stuff. <clears throat> Alien Man. It's a political movie. Alien Man. Whew. Whew. capitalism sucks in that movie, right? Yep. Yeah. It is a pretty dark vision of the future, you know, where you're out doing these fucking, like, you're basically space truckers, but you're working for a wage and shit. That has to, that's, that's a pretty dark vision of the future.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that when I was. Uh, two video games I played, one very explicit about it, one not so explicit, where um, Deep Rock Galactic and uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. Um, both of those games, you are a, a, a laborer who works for a wage and has to do really shitty and dangerous work. Um, to pay off a lot of your debts. Like, in Hardsway Shipbreaker, at the, the beginning of the game, you realize you have, like, $8 trillion in debt, and you have to take apart ships to to uh, do it. And then in Deep Rock Galactic, it's not... Deep Rock Galactic is kind of played more for fun, but in the game, you are sent into these dangerous scenarios, and the guy who owns the company is constantly talking to you over comms, and is like, well, make sure you don't mess up my product. Like, you gotta get this stuff. It's very important. And, like, you're shooting, like, a hundred worms and spiders that are coming after you. And he's just like, okay, do what you gotta do, but make sure everything comes to pop a fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's interesting how it's like, these games are, in my opinion, very anti-capital. And it, it's just the different ways you can kind of play it off are, are very important.
1: In Shipbreaker, I know that when you
0: die, a new clone adds to your debt, right? Yep. Every time you die, you sign a contract at the end of the game. Every time you die, you pay, you pay like $15,000. And they make a new clone for you who then assumes your debt and then they, you keep working. Which is the you know, the bleakest version of capitalism there is.
1: Also like that in that game the final upgrade for your tools is you buy them and then rent them and then it starts a very mission. Yep. That's crazy. You get to own
0: your own tool. Yeah.
1: Oh, before we go, so I have a question for you. Hell yeah. Where did you land eventually? I'm not sure how you felt about when you first saw it, but where did you land on Prometheus?
0: Prometheus is a movie that I genuinely think I need to rewatch before I say anything about it. I only okay. ever saw it the one time in theaters and then I saw like half of it when I, 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 I like bought it on Blu-ray and I watched half of it and then I kinda like I think I don't know, I was young, and I just fell off. I was like, I need to do something else. Um I do as a movie I do definitely need to watch again before I have I, I think Alien Covenant is great.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um but yeah I don't have I don't think I have enough memory of Prometheus to really really say how I think about
1: it, how I feel about it. I think Prometheus got a lot of flack when it came out. A lot, of, a lot of people panned it. Yeah. But to me, it's like a movie where it felt bad watching it, like a fever dream. But I think it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Especially once you get to the end, spoilers out there, you see Prometheus, where you realize this whole goddamn mission was a lie. And it was a man child with trillions of dollars wanted to go to space and basically meet the guy he thought was God and ask him why he exists and get some more years on the on on the planet. Yeah, and it's all and I think it's supposed to like culminate with like, yeah, this all sucks. Like we were lied to, and this was just a a, a, a hubris. It was this guy was his hubris? Um,
0: yeah, and then Alien Covenant went and just blew the roof off.
1: Yeah, Alien Covenant is, I thought, great. Also, great deceptive marketing with that, with James Franco and
0: all the fucking trailers. Yeah. Um, and then he's like dead in the first five minutes. Spoilers.
1: Who takes over for him again? What's that guy's name that he was in? Uh,
0: so, oh man, he has a weird name. Yeah. Oh, Fuck. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Billy that. Crudup. Billy Crudup. up. Yes, Billy Crudup. The man who just get who Hollywood just gives him. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chances all the time
1: to to become the guy. Nothing against him, it's just it's just like I see him. I'm like, oh, Billy Crudup's
0: here. Cool. Yeah, I gotta think against him. It's just that he he's just over and over been in movies that like no one gives a shit about, and then he yeah. just keeps getting to be in more movies. And I mean, somehow it's bigger and bigger roles. Do you think he gets work because they confuse him with Eric Bana? Like he walks in, like oh, that's Eric Bana. Yeah, I think they kind of, I think what he does is he kind of, he, he wears, like, a hoodie into the auditions and kind of just walk, moseys in. Like, oh, let's sign him right now. Yeah. And then he signs he, he signs Eric Banner's name. <laughs> and then eventually, <laughs> in the process, he's like, by the way, at the time I was going by Eric Bana, but I'm actually Billy Crudup. So I need, I need that to be written on all the checks, please. The fucking the, the 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 manager pulls his
1: hat off and throws it on the ground. God damn, we got crowed up again. How do you think that actors get paid? Uh, I mean, like a bag of money with a dollar sign on it, probably.
0: I mean, That's what I've always pictured. But like, I imagine like at, at most jobs these days, you get like a direct deposit. But I imagine mm-hmm. that like there's like limits in so you can't get a direct deposit for thirty million dollars. <laughs> well, so, I imagine
1: I imagine that right now, Topher Grace is in his mansion. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's currently a truck approaching it with a, a, garb- a garbage bag full of Why water. Why two for grace? <laughs> because the fucking that seventy show we got to be rolling in, right? So I'm sure he's yeah, just I like guess.
0: he's living there with his mansion and all his servants yeah. and it's just like it's coming like beep beep motherfucker. I imagine it's something very mundane. like I imagine that has the money has to be routed through like, some kind of financial center to like an accounting firm that then doles it out but I always always wanted that like when actor signs off for 30 million dollars when do they first see that movie and, it, and that money, and in what form? You know, like I've always wondered that how it all works.
1: I imagine that like someone like Ron Perlman has to get paid in like gold bars, like he doesn't accept <laughs> American standard currency. Yeah, it's like a gold bar guy to me. Yeah,
0: I can see that he has he likes to have his money in a very very physical form.
1: Before he became a, a criminal mastermind, I think Kevin Spacey was getting paid in Bitcoin.
0: yeah how he's paying all these assassins unmarked
1: (laughs) all his cryptocurrency man he's he's got fucking ethereum he's paying off like
0: polynesian assassins to kill people who accuse him of i don't think we talk about let me be frank enough but we should i feel like it is something that we just kind of glazed over as a culture and and that was that came out back when it was a pretty slow news time we probably could have focused a little more on that
1: I think it's the Rosetta Stone for understanding what's happening in America right now. If you go back and watch that video, there's clues, there's hints. He's doing kind of a mug that has "God Save the Queen" on it, and he's got ties to the royal family, so he was probably saying like, "I'll tell everybody about you know Prince Andrew being a pedophile and shit." I, I think that's what's happening. Kevin yeah. Spacey, I think, probably controls QAnon.
0: Yeah, he might be the actual embodiment of Kaiser Soze. <laughs> Like, he definitely has had people killed, though, like for real, for real. No, no, no. He and this once again something we entirely glose over as a culture is that he has literally had contracts out to kill people, and they have been successful in that effort. Do you think he was basically
1: just invited to parties, in, like in Hollywood?
0: I don't. I don't. I don't want to think about it. I really. Are they don't. scared of him? I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like people don't like people in Hollywood don't care enough, when they know it would be bad press if people found out so they don't invite him. But I feel like a lot of people in Hollywood are like still kind of cool with him.
1: I feel like Kevin Spacey's hiding out in Notch's mansion somewhere.
0: Yeah, and Notch would never know. I mean, it's so big. You can hide. You see him around the corner, you just go to the other corner, and then, you know, Notch is, you know, talking about why men are oppressed, and then you just let him ramble on for a minute and walk away. Kevin Spacey's just,
1: like, hiding in one of the... Not even hiding, openly living in one of the eight guest houses, running his criminal empire out of it. Notch has no clue. Yeah. And there's a clone of Kevin Spacey sitting in his, his apartment drooling, or in uh, not apartment. Kevin Spacey probably is a mansion, I have to imagine. Yeah. And there's some like fast grown Kevin Spacey clone sitting in the den, just like drooling out of one side of its mouth. And they're like, Yeah, it's, that's that makes sense. That looks like him. Yeah. I don't know where we're going right now. With this stuff. this is getting crazy. I I know where
0: we're going. It's the end of the
1: episode. <laughs> uh so this has been uh, the Millennials Podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at mcsurf.
0: Hmm. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at Canazarus. Hmm. K y n a z e r a s. Our art is done by
1: Marcus Barkley. You can find him on Instagram at Mister Dot Beaches. Our
0: theme song is done by Ben Powell. He he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about where they both talk about wrestling, and they're from the South, and they're covering. Uh, last night's WWE pay-per-view this week.
1: Alright, uh, let's see here. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it.
0: Um, fuck. Uh, people who think that Kamala Harris is cool because she likes the Fast and Furious movies.
1: Um, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and trying to outlive them.
0: And from New Orleans to New York. That's the end of this podcast, baby. We're out. Out.